special face i'm in a special space with special friends Ooh. hey welcome you to a special space with a face you are all my special friends even though we are maybe far apart in distance or space or mindset or age i know many of you are much 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 younger than me you are still my friends the internet brings us close together. Even though I'm an old man, I still get to be inside your ears. And that is intimate and beautiful. It's really nice. Um, so shall we get to the agenda for today's special space? I read the agenda and I was bored and overwhelmed by it. Let's dismiss the agenda. All right. I prepared just so everyone knows. I just want to just talk about it for a moment. I prepared a special agenda that was four hours long with 15-minute segments, uh, five-minute breaks between topics covering philosophy, spirituality, war, uh, incel culture, cryptocurrency, mm. sexuality, alien abduction. I have a better things. idea. And I'm, I'm sorry, Ears, even though you're my friend, I've wasted your time since I was the one who requested an agenda. And you compiled the agenda, and then I betrayed you by saying it's not needed. But I think maybe what can happen today is that Zara can set the agenda, since she always bitches afterwards about the spaces being yes. crypto-oriented, or the AI shit being repeated, or the remote viewing shit being repeated, or whatever King Wabby will talk about. Um, Zara is always the one who bitches the most. So I say the person who bitches the most should have control. Okay, so how long is this space going to be? And... Are we planning on having many speakers? Because I can write an agenda quickly, but I need to know what my constraints are. Mm. And I do. Why don't you do it in a more female way, where you come up with the agenda in every moment? Well, you saying that has now made Steffi leave, so I hope that you're happy. I mean, I could come up with it, but I see what Ears went through. You know, he put so much work into his agenda, and then you just humiliated him in front of everyone. And I, I don't want that to happen to me as well. Yeah, that sounds like a good strategy. Um, maybe uh, what was the last thing you thought about before you came into the space? What was the last thing you considered to be truly beautiful, Zara? The Dartford Bridge. I was just having a look at it. Oh. <laughs> and it's like at night, there's it's like twinkling stars flying through the sky, through this magical roller coaster. Mm. And I saw it out the taxi window, and I just thought, wow. Wow. What about you? I, what was the most I, I love the Dartford Tunnel as an alternative to the bridge. Why? Why is that? Wait, let me just... He's come back. 
Sefi has come back. Sorry you're surrounded by all these fucking crypto freaks. Can't you bring Coach Bruce? Hi, Wabby. Um, oh. Zara, can't you bring one of your... Who was that guy I riffed with one time? About like, hair loss and stuff. Oh, Lewis. The, um, was it the Lion Tamer guy or someone else? I can't remember. Um, Wotan Core. Oh, I hated hearing that conversation. Um, yeah, I could. He's got a son to look after. I could. I could send him an invite. But why don't you send him an invite? Then you can talk about being bold and stuff. Sorry, what have you been up to? You've been like collecting mushrooms or something? Yeah, but not like the the hippie dippy ones. You know what I mean? I'm not that sort of person. You know what I'm saying? I've just been taking some pictures. Um, Doing some drawing, reading, going on walks. How are you, Sefi? How many lives did you save today? Um, they mostly just all die. <laughs> You're not a good doctor, are you? I keep dying. What have you been Sefie. putting in that IV? Sefi, have you noticed that when your patients die, they suddenly lose 100 pounds of body weight? And that is the soul leaving the body. If you are to weigh them on very accurate scales, like the kind of scales that are as accurate as like the ones drug dealers weigh their weed on, but it was like adjusted for body weight, you would find they all lose 100 grams. Do you know why? It's because the soul is leaving the body. It's going up, up, up into the atmosphere. That's how much it weighs, huh? Coach Bruce, I have a question. Coach Bruce, I have a question. So, look, when Big Tell lost over 100 pounds, would you say that Big Tell lost its soul? No, that was um, as a result of, of like many compounds and drugs. Mm. And he was ears. still over 280 pounds. Yes, yes. I have a question for 0x ears. Ears, are you there? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, King Webby. Did you get my invitation? Uh, do you read my invitations anytime I invite you? To the space and you said you were excited and all that stuff what, what are you excited about i don't read 99 percent of your invitations because i assume you're just spamming my inbox like you're spamming the inbox of many other people um if you'd like me to come and talk about macroeconomics, like like sure but i don't i don't think you really want me there like do you really want me to come and talk about macroeconomics? Uh, yes, I've actually invited Coach Bruce many, many times. Coach can tell you. You're, uh, I have received over a thousand invitations for Wabby Spaces um, to talk about macroeconomics. I've told him before that I'm just, I'm not, I'm not into that up and down talk. It's just not my thing. Like it's going up, it's going down. This and this situation have unfolded. Yeah. The rates. Yeah, it's just not my thing. I I prefer to talk about like um, the mysteries of the universe or what we really are, or what is the mind and the body, or how do we come to more peace in our lives? Or the Dartford Tunnel versus the Dartford Bridge. These kind of important yeah, questions. Yeah, or what, what is beautiful, or um, what is evidence of magic in life? Yeah, yeah, the kind of the kind of stuff that you just you wouldn't think about unless you came into this space. Not not necessarily about the green and the red candles and, you know, what President Biden's going to say tomorrow yeah, or whatever. Well, I mean, my fundamental assumption is like we're, we're all going to die. And therefore, what would we be thinking about in our final week 
um, and what what will get you into heaven? You sure as hell won't be. You won't be sitting there Does, in your your deathbed, you know, surrounded by whatever family you, you have at that time. Probably no one um, mm-hmm. thinking, "Thank God, you know, I tracked those candles and I was I accurately predicted where the line was going to go." Yeah, you know, and that meant I could get a a boat and I could sit on it by myself and look at more screens with more candles on. You know, that's that's not what's yeah. going to bring you fulfillment. A lot of people, a lot of people have it really backwards because God is keeping score. He is tracking everything. He is tracking the stats. He sees you on a spreadsheet and sees your your sins and your your good deeds and everything. Um, but a lot of people in this world seem to think that their trading account will matter in the long run. It won't. It's it's really their their degree of sin and kindness. It's really more important to be on um, a space like this that gives you two points. Well, I would say the less you associate with greedy people who are singularly interested in money and business and um, things of that nature, then the more likely you are to live a moral life because you are the average of your five nearest space participants. Every time you do a macroeconomic space, there is a Fibonacci retracement on your spiritual value. There are spiritual red candles printing new lows. Well, I think a lot of young men make this mistake. They think, okay, I need to make money. I need to make a lot of money and I need to make it quickly. Who are the ambitious people around me? Who are the people who also are driven and who I think will go far and who are good strategic thinkers and stuff? And then they end up working with them or um, associating with them or talking with them regularly. But when you really look at those people, do they have exactly the same values as you? Are they really connected to spirituality? Are they connected to their their religious ground of being, do they really understand um, Jesus or Muhammad or whoever it is you you follow? Um, or are they just making money their religion? This is why I've not talked to Steffi for the last like six months, because I think making money is his religion. If you look at his timeline and scroll down over the last year or two, you see what he's religious about. And it's making a good trade. Don't you think speaking in this kind of language against our friend Sefi is bound to make him feel hurt and excluded from the space? If you have a child and your child is three years old, and when your back is turned, maybe you're playing Wordle on your phone, and the child reaches underneath the, the sink of the kitchen and gets some bleach, and starts unscrewing it and holds it up to his mouth as if to drink it, as if it's some nice fizzy pop. How would you react? Would it be with kindness and gentleness? Or would you say, stop that now? Would you, would you be a little bit brutal and angry out of love? Would you, say, would, you, would you say, never, ever, ever do that again? Never, ever, ever reach in there again? Never, ever, ever try and drink that bleach? That's what I'm doing to Sefi now. Love can well, be angry. 
why can't you just let them like Montessori parenting you know you just let them learn the consequences of their actions you let that first drop of bleach touch their lip and they're like oh yeah that tastes like lemon but it doesn't taste like good lemon and they never touch the bleach again and you don't have to shout at them it depends really it depends if they got like a whole tide pod or if they get a whole tide pod and they put that in their mouth and bite down like they're gonna they're gonna have serious problems you know it really depends if it is like liquid bleach and they're just getting a drop that's probably the teachable moment but a whole tide pod is beyond a teachable moment that's now like chemical issues there's a bit of anti-Tide Pod sentiment. Like, have you ever actually chowed down the Tide Pod? I, I can't Doubt say I have. have. I can't say I have. Yeah. They, they, feel, well, the really, is, they feel really good when your teeth go through them. <laughs> Afterwards, not so much. But like that, that feeling I, that feel like when, when, when your teeth go through are very nice. Why do I feel mm. like I'm speaking to like five-year-olds again? Mm. Yeah, well, you're mm. a poopy, poopy <laughs> smelly bum bum. <laughs> A, chew, a, a chewy type pot. <laughs> this sort of judgmental language is why this is not a special space with special friends. Yeah, yeah. It's a special group of victims with a bully yeah. trying to humiliate. Stinky, First you humiliate stinky, bum bum, poopy face. Look, the agenda, look, then Steffi, point- the crypto. Look, my point is that anger can be a form of love. And if I ever seem angry or violent in any way, or if I trap you, it's only because of love. Okay. Hi, guys. Hey. Oh. I heard, I heard of, I surrounded myself with five people who care about quality things. I might not die alone. You're right. Um, King Webby, are you still there? He's just thinking about his life. No, he's not. He's got a mouthful of food, like a, maybe a big cheesecake. Yeah. What's up? What happens when we die? Uh, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you'll go to heaven. Everyone who believes in Christ will have their sins forgiven by the blood of Christ. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. What is the, the threshold for adequate belief? Can you repeat that? What is the threshold of the criteria for adequate belief? Like, is it enough for me to be like, yeah, Jesus probably exists? Or how, how, how deep does my belief need to be to get in? Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and believe that he came down to the earth to die for your sins and he was resurrected on the third day. How do you know your belief is deep enough? Like, how do you have in a conviction that your level of belief and the way in which you live as a result of that belief is deep enough and pure enough to um, be accepted by him. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you'll be saved. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm going to say throwing the agenda away was at the time probably, you know, maybe it was daunting to have the agenda. It was daunting to have these topics going to have to tackle them you know we're going to have to sit here and really hash it out and debate but instead now we're we're trying to we're trying to get into king wabi's spiritual beliefs and sort of help him and you know substantiate them live on a Twitter space we're not on the tide pods discussion anymore no we, we moved on because because coach bruce said it was too silly and childlike to talk about chewing on tide pods
So we've moved on to King Webby's personal relationship with Jesus. I don't know, Coach. I feel like I feel like I want to just get a few All topics right. from the agenda. Yeah, I, I I wanted to show what would happen if we didn't have a structure. Okay. I wanted to point out that it, it, it would require social skills. Yeah, no, that's not happening anywhere any, not, anytime soon. Yeah, that's not it's not happening. Takes takes years to cultivate them. Okay, so what's the time now? So. All right, let me just, we've, we have to skip the first topic because we've run out of time. Um, so the next, <laughs> the next topic. I have, is, a, I have uh, a quick, uh, wait, wait, before we move on, I have a, we need to do a quick poll. How many of you have used um, a magnifying glass to burn shit on the school playground when you were kids? Are you going to be talking about uh, energy weapons to burn missiles out of the sky? No, I used them. No, I no, no. used my fists to extract anger. Okay, I'm gonna, Robbie, I'm going to take that as a no. Uh, Zara, how about you? Have you burned anything with a magnifying glass? A my fists. Do you know what an Indian burn is, Sethi? An Indian burn? That's the only thing that I burn. I basically <laughs> grasp the other forearm of another no, no, no. when they're being loud. No. And then we call it a Chinese burn. Now Zara's crying. You twist it with great rage. <laughs> You grab another student's forearm and you twist their skin like a fucking pretzel with great rage. Jesus Christ, Robbie. Robbie. Wow. Dude, Robbie. grasp it and then you twist. grasp it and twist. Okay. Um, all right. So, Yura, what about yourself? Uh, have you burned anything with a magnifying glass in the playground? Not on a playground. Um, we don't have weapons in schools where I'm from. So oh. yeah, yeah, on wood and stuff. Uh, ears yourself? No, I haven't done that. How much? How much is one missile from the Israel Iron Dome defense system worth? Like, what's the price? Why do you want to know that? I just, I just see where the conversation's going, and I want to get to the to the end of it as quickly as possible. Where? That's that's not where this conversation is going, ears. Is definitely is. Okay, Bruce, yourself. What have you burned up with a magnifying glass? Like, uh, have you like, like little ants on fire? Have you? No. Have you there was, signed your name in a piece of wood or something or what? No, I think I, I lit some paper or something at some point as a kid. But how come? No, so I'm, I'm just trying to like get a sense of everyone's. Uh, like you know what your vibe was as a kid and maybe you know what were you curious about doing and that kind of thing mm -hmm. oh, shoot seems to have a comment about this yeah it wasn't a magnifying glass so i went on a date with a girl to uh, a, a very popular park here in in salt lake and wait how old are you uh 39 Oh, and so, um, so I, my, my, my go-to is like, I do a, a, like a little picnic date. Like I bring some charcuterie, whatever the word is, I can't say it, you know, some meats and cheeses and some fucking grapes. Shadering. It's called a shadery. Char a charcuterie. Charcuterie. No, shadery. Like shay. Like anyway, so I normally have stemless wine glasses that I bring, but for some reason, I think, I don't know, they were, they were gone somewhere. So. I brought like real like wine glasses with a stem on them. And so like while we're ha the date is happening, uh, you know, we bust out the wine and we pour the wine and 
uh, I think like we went and like we're I don't know throwing a frisbee or something, and we come back and the blanket is smoking, and there's like like pot marks all in the blanket and like little little like like embers because the sun was going through the stem of the wine glasses and like laser focusing. So my my blanket in the back of my truck is like one of those blue um, moving blankets. They make fantastic picnic blankets. Very underrated. Um, and there's just all these pot marks, like people were like putting out cigarettes on them because the sun had, had filtered through the, the very base of the wine glass and was like just fucking frying the blanket as the sun was like moving. It was, it was very funny. So anyway, unintentionally, okay, I, I, very I magnified nice. something. Mm. Are you familiar with, there's a building in London called the Walkie Talkie, which is like a concave shape. And what was happening was when they built it and they were finished and they were happy, they walked away, said, yep, good building. Well done. What happened was the sun's beams were being concentrated and blasted to street level and melting cars, literally melting cars at street level. Um, this is true. You can look it up. You can Google it. This is a real thing that happened. So I don't Ears. know how they fixed that, but it, they did. Ears. You know, I, I'm at the airport right now. And I'm about to go over to the UK, and I was complaining how it's. Where are you going? I'm going to the UK, but I can't give a location. Okay. Um, but I'll see you at Heathrow. Heathrow Terminal Five. I'll see you. It's, see you there. It's, it's uh, I'll just I'll just tell you that it's. Uh, Who are you flying with? Delta here. or what? Um, <laughs> I'll be. <laughs> I'll be going to the town where Big Tell's gym is at. That's all I can say. What um what seat are you in of the aircraft? I'm going uh, to see Kelly. I, I can't be able to tell you, but um uh, Oh this... wait. Doesn't Kate live in the UK now? Uh-huh. Oh mm. man, come on guys. That was last year, man. Oh, you're coming to see Kate, you're aren't you? <laughs> come no. and visit and you're gonna finally skull fuck her, aren't you? That's what you're no, gonna do. No, dude. No, bro. That's dude, a nasty you, thing to we, say. Is. She 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 called me and started. Uh, can I just pause this? Sorry, Webby. Can I just interrupt? I don't wanna go. Wait, no, go, wait, go. wait, 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 wait. Is that was a you said skull fuck in a very brutal, direct, <laughs> non hesitating way, and I really liked the way you said it. Oh mm-hmm. man, dude. <laughs> And I know Zara's like personal friends with her, so um, I don't I don't know if she lives in the UK or not, but I I I I, I am not. I haven't spoken to her since like last October. And then she had, you know like, those, messaged um, me. She she had you know those, like messaged me like messaged me about like like oh like you like sent pictures of me to somebody or something. What? Shut up! Look, we're not talking about that. What we're talking about isn't about Kate Wabby. It's about why you're coming to the UK, and you won't give any of us a straight answer here. So be honest. Why are you coming here? Why are you coming here? The ears just said like, "Oh, you're going to see um, Kate." That's not the case, but yeah, it is. No, no, no. No, yep, no. and then I said something else. <laughs> no, bro. I, I'm sure she has a boyfriend and shit, her husband. But anyway. Yeah, she does. So uh, you're coming to Heathrow Terminal 5. So I'll see you. Um, I'm going to park on the first floor of the car park. I'm going to come down to arrivals. 
I'm going to welcome you to the United Kingdom. Uh, I'm just going to be there for a couple of weeks for a training camp. What sort of camp is this? Strongman camp. You shouldn't be going to any old camp here about strongman camp. What's so they want yeah, to use you for labor? Camp. They want to make you pick stuff up and throw it. They're going to yeah. use you for cheap free labor, and you're going to pay for it. Is that what I'm hearing? <laughs> it's fun time. I call it fun time. Coach, uh, when's karaoke time? When's what? Sorry, karaoke time. You mean in the space or in real yeah, life? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Citizens Don has a beautiful voice. Don't you, Citizens? Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, man. You, no, you, you know, I have uh, never really heard that before. Yeah, Said so authentically, King Wabi. You have a fantastic voice, and I'd love to hear you play some guitar and sing. If you can do that for the space, please. That'd be My birthday was a couple of weeks ago. You can grant me that wish. I'd love it. Well, I'm currently scrambling some eggs, and um, I have to monitor them closely, but uh, I will certainly uh, do that if uh, the host is so inclined uh, to entertain that. Um, but I, before I do eggs. so, I yeah, could sing the egg. That's possible. But, I, you know, Actually, my guitar no, won't be accompanying me. Let's not, go, let's not go down this route. I don't want Coach, to go down this route. What kind of pants Coach, do you use? Uh, what kind of pan are you using? Uh, the Teflon laden ones. Oh no, you gotta you gotta ditch the Teflon. Those those for, forever chemicals will stay in your system. Gotta yep. gotta switch to stainless steel. Okay, I, I think um, I want to know more about. So, King King Robbie, you actually you're actually attending a strongman training camp in the UK. Is that is that the real reason that you're coming yeah. to the to the country? All right. Yes, That's interesting. Yes, gonna, uh, so you're going to be doing like log presses and that sort of thing and like picking it up at the stones and you're going to yeah. be there with like 20 other big guys and you're going to share a room like an army barracks together and you're all going to sleep in beds. Share a needle. Uh, you know, yeah. They're all going to be, they're all going to be there and, yeah. and then you're going to shower afterwards together and that sort of thing. Yeah, dude. Everyone knows that. Look, if there's two ways that men can bond, it's through showering after team training, you train, then you shower, and then you eat. That's right. And and and, and, and Webby, the bigger you get, the more surface area you have that you can't reach, and you need friends. Yeah, one to scratch your back, uh, one to tie your shoe. You know, it's it's really complicated, right? When you see a big, strong man, you got to recognize that that's a man that deals with a lot on a day to day basis, right? So it's a lot, really. You're, you're, you're kind how of many like, um, how many plane seats have you booked? Uh, it's a it's a, um, like no stops, no stops. No, I mean how, how many seats? Is it like one per per cheek? Like how wide are you now? Oh, it's it's the first class, so I'm, I'm, I pretty much have like a bunker on my own. That's that's uh, the. I wonder if they upgrade um, like Eddie or Thor or those people if they go on flights, just due to sheer size. Yeah, or Big Tell, he's massive. Big Tell, didn't you train with Big Tell one time? 
Uh, Coach, where are you now? Where are you at right now with the captains of Crush? I'm sorry to interrupt, but I was just wondering if we could go back to the agenda that is suggested. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Hang on. So, what time is it? Okay. Let's you see. Guys, here. So, you do like interviews. Like, well, we've 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 got, we've already gone through the first two topics, like time wise. So, within the next topic, which was due to start five minutes ago and run until uh, on the hour, is uh, war and conflict. So, um, I, you know, everyone up on the panel here today has has some expertise and some good knowledge, but. I want to ask a, a question to the panel, which is what lessons from historical conflicts can be applied to the cyber warfare domain and, and how do geopolitical tensions impact the global digital economy? Um, maybe, uh, Coach, if you want to kick us off on, on this one. I've got my mouth full. Maybe Sefi can. Yeah. A cyber warfare, Sefi. What, what's this, your take? Is this how we get to the Iron Dome thing you were talking about? Mm, no, that's that's where you wanted to take the conversation earlier, but we're, the we're magnifying glass. Right mm, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. So that the logic there was you were talking about like the mic, the magnifying glass, and like destroying things with like highly concentrated infrared technology, and then uh, Coach, I mean, pointed out you know it was about like some sort of laser or some sort of like high power. And now we're and now we're on the cyber warfare school. Yeah, ex- exactly, exactly. So. Um, what do you think about uh, that? Hmm. I can give some, I give some perspective. I can give yeah. some perspective as a chimney sweep. So a lot of people don't know this, but in my younger years, um, I used to work as a chimney sweep. You mean like in, like in Mary Poppins? I've seen that. Yes. Exactly like that. When I, almost... Like that, that is actually a very good representation. If you think of Dick Van Dyke dancing around on the roof, that's a lot of what I was exposed to as a, as a young lad. And so as a chimney sweep, I didn't do very much thinking about cyber warfare whatsoever. I didn't really think about the implications of it. Um, all I was concerned with was sort of making sure my bristles were kept, you know, straight and, and true and that I got every single corner of the, the all four of them. Uh, when I went up the chimney and I, and I swept it. So I don't have too much to contribute to this conversation other than to say, I think a simple life is the best kind of life. One without any kind of thought about cyber warfare, because you can't even see it. You know, what kind of warfare is that? Like warfare, you can see, at least I've got an opinion about, but cyber warfare? Nah, I don't have anything to say about it. It's not real because I can't see it. Okay. Denial seems like a good uh, position. What about you, Zara? I'm just cleaning my son, so I'll I'll be able to input later. But I need like a good five minutes. Your son? He's, she's cleaning her son. When did she have a baby? Like two years ago. Did you give him lots of tummy time? You didn't leave him lying on his back for too long. He doesn't have a strange head. Well, I wanted to give him tummy time, but I wanted him to have a cool head, so I would leave him there deliberately, but then also stimulate him and play with him. So his head wouldn't grow, it would just grow outwards. Does, does like he need a, a custom hat? Does he need like a flat hat? It's sort of like a, <laughs> it's like a big spoon. Anyway, I've got to go, but um, I'll talk in a minute. Carry on. Here's a question for you people. Um... <clears throat> what what do you think 
war will look like in 50 years? Um, well, in 50 years, we won't be here anymore. I think war will be between insects because I think that all mammals will be destroyed by that point. And therefore, it will be about like war will change. Like with crickets and roaches and all, and they just kind of go yes. at it. Yeah. And, you know, anything like exoskeleton can kind of, you know, like roaches, yeah, and ants, you know, big ant colonies and things like that. And they'll evolve. And um, we'll see how that goes. There'll be like, you know, maybe a few million years, tens of millions of years of like insect evolution. Uh, and then, and then we'll see, won't we? We'll see where they they get to. Maybe they're going to develop the same kind of weapons as we have. Like, who's to say that the AK forty seven isn't something that would happen in nature more than once? So, I like to think that the ants might get to the same point as we are now. Um, except, you know, maybe they're maybe they're walking on four legs instead of two, something like that. But I think my opinion is is quite basic. So. I defer to the experts on the panel, although I probably shouldn't. Jura, what do you think about war in the future? Also, how are you? Yeah, well, um, I think uh, we'll, most of us here will probably die by drone somehow before we get to 50 years. But I think in 50 years, war will be like the Formula F- F1 now, like super highly regionized, competitive, but like not really involving people. And we'll just have like these teams going at it super strong you know like time to kill the china team has a time to kill of like 0.2 seconds and the usa team is like trying to make a drone that'll kill someone from like 300 meters in 0.12 seconds and then they'll win and then everyone's like okay china gets the better trade or whatever so it'd be a bit like like, like, robot like in a like in a zuckerberg headset or something we just don't no, like no like in real life time. but but yeah it has to be like not not simulated but like actual war and you'll have like, a, it'll probably be like at random spots on the world. So everyone gets to experience it, you know, in, in, did like, you ever, in like two weeks, we'll have war in New York City. Uh, did you ever watch Robot Wars with Craig Charles? It's a killer lot and the robots fighting each I other. Was, um, it's quite interesting is because that's exactly what I was thinking of when I asked the question. I was going to ask mm. you if you remembered Robot Wars. Is that right? 100%. It's very interesting. I think you can you can trace the history of warfare, and it's quite interesting, right? It's like so first direct hand to hand combat, and then you start getting tools or weapons like swords, and then later um, arrows and other more sophisticated things like trebuchets and um, mangonels and whatever else, catapults and things, and then you move to to more like truly distant warfare. Where it's still human versus human, but humans now have guns or rifles or shotguns. Um, they're able to to kill other humans at a at a large distance, right? Um, and then lately, we've had stuff like super remote stuff, like a person controlling a missile or a system controlling a missile that fires at humans from like a thousand miles away. Um, and then you have the next evolution, which is like fully automated systems, which are autonomous and under their own control that can target other humans without humans even needing to control them. Maybe they give the authorization or something, but essentially it's just like 
the thing can do it. I feel like if I made like five, maybe six clones of myself and put those clones in like the digital cockpit of these, you know, little drone robots or whatever, I could just go and hang out, like maybe have gone vacation and these things will just fight for me. Cool. Thank you for your contribution. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, the, the point is that like when you when you trace that line long enough, you end up realizing that it's basically going to be um, AI taking out AI <laughs> and, and then you get the robot was situation. Right. And then you wonder, like, hang on, could we somehow regulate a sort of a, a thing to resolve our differences that is contained in some way, like spatially contained in some way um, where it's just a fight for technology, kind of like the, you know, the space race and all that stuff. Like we were both. Or, or, or do you, think there's a, you think there's a realization where it's like, wait, this is all just dumb. Why are we doing this? Maybe well, just no like, device. There's something like the space race, right? It's a battle for superiority, but it's contained because it's both, both nations are pointed upwards at the moon or whatever. And maybe they're hoaxing it or maybe they're not. But the, the battle is, is like contained and it's nice and it, it's meaningful still because it's kind of like a sport. Um, so it makes you wonder if, if there could be some sort of, um, war set up where it's a sheer battle for technological superiority but it's it's contained and away from humanity i'm uh, envisioning like um i'm envisioning like a matrix type of scenario where um you know it's like a virtually uh, simulated war and um you have these like people who are sent in uh, as operators into the matrix um to battle it out uh, virtually in a contained way. Um, and then, you know, the winner, uh, like gets to design the game. Yeah. You can, you can practice virtually, but making it fully virtual will defeat the point. It needs to be where people can see the actual destruction that can be caused. Otherwise it's just a game. If you actually want to, uh, help prevent war in this way, it has to be where people can see it and be like, Oh yeah, if we did this for real, all of us would die. Yeah, real people need to die uh, for it to be war. Otherwise, it's just a video game. Although I think if you if you reached a point where the AI has agreed, like, yes, we're going to have this game, we're going to have this contained thing, then, you know, uh, what do we know about Machiavelli and all that? It's going to be one of the AI will betray all the others and then the game will be, like, ongoing and then they'll, like, stab them in the back and kill them for real. But I don't think... Um, there's a situation where there's like a fair sort of level, sort of fun way for the AIs to, to duke it out. And like, they have some sort of sense of like good sport or like healthy competition. I think they're just going to obliterate each other in whatever devious and disgusting way that they possibly can. Yeah. Probably the only, the only path to peace there is like, um, AI is so damn useful at killing humans that, at a certain point, the whole of these systems are just massively AI or massively computerized. And at that point, there can be some kind of like realization for peace, either through like pure algorithm or some kind of sentience or something. Like we've handed over these systems because they can kill better. <laughs> and then like the handover of these systems is, is um, eventually hijacked by the fact that they're, they're like um, embedded with something smarter than us. That's where um, Dali, Dali 4 is going. 
Dali 4. Dali 3 is pretty good. Managed is, to... that, is that the program about the little robots on Mars and then they pick up and then they get the rubbish and they make it into squares? That's exactly what the, it is, yeah. And there's the, the sexy robot. Yep. Eva. That's, uh, that's Wally that you're thinking of. You're thinking of Wally because you have a bad memory because you've been taking too many prescription medications. Which prescription medications have I been taking is and what for? You've been Tell taking, me what I've got. You've been taking Xanax. You've been taking too much Xanax every Why day. Why have I been taking that? You feel guilty about the shape of your baby's head. I can just put him in like a watermelon mold, you know, like they have in Japan. Well, you time the, so the clock is ticking. The clock is ticking because that that skull is setting. It's not going to be malleable. It's not, it's, it's not going to be malleable forever. Feel your own head. No. Do do an experiment now. I want you to put your hand on your head and and sort of feel the the hardness of your skull. Like that's what's going to happen. It's going to set. It left nice soft fingerprint marks. And now it's just bringing back titles before. You've got clay. You've got a clay head. That's why you need Xanax, because your head's made out of clay. I just don't know why you have this, have to humiliate everyone that you know in front of all these people, like Poonart and Big Ted and Chuck. Wow, and... Oh, it's Poonart. My God. Yeah. Some of these names I recognize from a long time ago. We're still all lonely, but still all losers, and we're still hanging out in these Twitter spaces. What's all this hate that's gotten into your heart is? Come on. Why are you talking like that? Why are you talking like that? Sorry. You're going to be back in the homeland soon. You're going to be back in England. You have nothing but joy and and happiness in the future. So why why are you so happy? I guess I'm just grumpy because I can't understand anyone. Yeah, I was speaking foreign. Proper foreign. No matter how slow or loud I speak to them in, in proper language, they, uh, they don't understand. Fucking idiot. Can't even speak normal. Just speaking nonsense speaking all normal. the time. Thing is, like, when I, even though my French is really bad, like, it's, it's okay. Like, you know, some of the words are pretty understandable, you know, and, and like pretty similar. But even when I give them, like, 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 pretty coherent enough. Like, if your if your grammatical knowledge and sort of your linguistic skills are above like a certain point, you can kind of understand what I'm trying to say. But they just they're just like, eh? I'm just like, mm-hmm. come on, man! Like, it's pretty close. Like, it's like, no, nah, mate, I don't have a bloody clue. No idea what you're trying to say. It's like translate. Like, I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with these people. But you think that they can smell your sort of fear and slight hesitation, like which is natural because you know you've been beat down by these people, but they mm. win because now you you have fear emanating in your aura, like your aura is like a sickly sort of yellow, and they can smell that, and then they disregard yeah. you before you open your mouth, you know. Yeah, it could they be won. that. It could be that. I was trying to help a young lad in the gym the other day. He was like, you know, so speaking to me in French, and I was like, look. Hang on, before we even get into it, I don't know what you're saying. I'm English, and then he just sort of went, "Ah, oh, okay." And I was like, "No, let's try. Let's try and communicate." And I helped him and showed him how to use the machine and uh, how to how to get into it and how to strap his legs legs in and how to put the weights in. And and then I turned around and I had a big crack, a big crunch. 
<laughs> I didn't. Uh, I didn't turn around. I don't know. I didn't want to look. I just walked out. I just left. What sort of prescription medications would he need after that? Do you think, Sefi? After a big crunch in the gym? Mm, probably like a fentanyl drip or something. Oh, why do you sound so sad? Is it because that was your son? No, it's your son that broke its head. Sefi, how is your son? Wasn't he in the Big Apple? Wait, what? That's what I remember. I remember you talking about this. Like, oh, no, like he, just went, he, went, he went for a visit. No, he's, uh, oh. Now he's like texting me some bullshit. He's like, um, today he said he's trying to... Uh, He's trying to look for a job at Neuralink. Oh, right. Writing papers for them or something. Is it, is Neuralink the one where they take chimps and they take drill holes in their heads and put implants? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Zara's going to love it. Yeah. Why, why would I love that? Because you're just a naturalist, right? Naturalist. I walk around naked. Isn't that what naturalists are? They're nudists. Something like that. What they call themselves. Yeah. Is that why you sound upset? Sophie, what's the matter? Mm, I don't know. I need to get some sun or something. Oh, why don't you book a plane to Spain right now? Or Mexico? Go to Mexico. Go somewhere high altitude for a month. And just yeah, I was thinking about this. Then. Where should I go next? Is it Spain? Is it um, Italy? Is it Japan? Or what? Where should what? I go? I think what you need is to go to Thailand and you need to go to some little islands and you need to basically just have no plan. You need to arrive in Bangkok and then go, right, here's where we're going next. Just get a plane, like a, a, a domestic flight somewhere else in thailand and then just like start turning up to stuff you need to live life on the edge of no plan and then you need to turn up at hotels and just splash the cash you know because everything's so cheap you can just do this stuff and you're gonna you're gonna love it it's gonna be great fun so you're saying okay. go to japan mm, not not exactly if you try that in japan you'll end up with no money anymore because you'll spend it all in one week in okay. thailand everything's free the only thing is i found my friend just got back from thailand um and he told me how he was at this beach bar and he was working there and he was swimming there and he was having fun and then he kept getting these bites in the night on his feet and his feet started swelling up and then um, they were so itchy and painful and he went to the doctors and the doctor gave him something that didn't do anything and then they just kept getting more and more painful and agonizing. And it turns out that there were worms inside his feet, under his skin, moving around at night. And that's why it hurt so much. Yeah, watch out for the millipedes. Millipedes, bats with rabies, and worms in the feet. Otherwise, yeah. you'll be great. But he got some worm pills, and then they, they, just, they just died. So that was quite good. So maybe you could just you take go. some worm pills with you. And you Anything can be time. fixed with a couple of pills. Yeah, true. Silver bullet. Um, 
But yeah, so Steffi, I think you need some sunlight because winter's coming. And if you're feeling rough now, you're going to feel worse in a week and a month. And in three months, you know, you might be on the edge. So I think you should go somewhere warm now. You know, I did yesterday, though. Um, I so it started. Um, so I'm driving to work and it's raining. And um, I have my little new convertible. So. I was uh, interested in just having the rain follow me, so I just left the top open. Is that bad? No, that's really based, but it does. I would love to do that, but when you do it, it makes me concerned for you because I feel like that's something that you would only do when you've really given up um, because I feel like you care about how your hair looks. But it's also really based, so I don't know. Do you think that's good or bad? I'm in two minds. I'm in two minds. I know exactly the state of mind that would make someone do that. And it's the kind of state of mind where you go and just sit on a bench and look at a lake for a while. And that's fine. And it's normal. And you go through phases and this will happen. But like Zara said, there's like a certain level of inconvenience of like now your leather seat's all wet and your hair's all messy and your shirt. And now you've got to go and dry off. Although that can, that can be funny. If it's on no, a bike. I, sh- I showed up at, I showed up at work like that. I was like, ah, I'm uh, all wet. Yeah. Have you been enjoying work lately? Yeah, it's great. Can you say it like you mean it? Yeah. I'm going to have to phone the district medical board and report a, a doctor on the edge who's going to be underperforming at work and causing many, many patients to lose their lives from unnecessary electroshock therapy. Is that something they still do, by the way? Do the people get electroshock therapy? Mm, I think they still do that, but I haven't seen it lately. They've actually advanced in the technology so far that... You can be electroshocked remotely. Speaking of shocking things that were done remotely, um, I think everybody needs to look at the pinned message in the in the nest. I don't know, Coach, if you want to broach this topic. I think we're far enough into the space now that anyone who might have been listening from the Cosmos Cartel wouldn't be listening anymore. But um, yeah, oh, l- what l- would you like know. to? speak about i've i've pinned a thing yeah well that's that's the thing that's that's what i wanted to speak about the thing that you'd pinned and um it's quite sensitive subject because quite a lot of people have confided in myself and coach and other members of the panel like in dms sorry could you all retweet this otherwise i'm gonna have to assume you're involved yeah yeah One especially second. you Sefi. especially you what's that one on the top left <laughs> bruce makes me do these things Look, regardless of what went down, I think we can all agree that bringing attention to this and the truth coming out is maybe one of the most bullish things for the cosmos because something is actually happening for the first time in the life of many, many chains. Something is actually happening, some drama, something you want to follow, something you want to find out. It's happening. Yeah, it's pretty, um, I mean, it's, I don't really often talk about serious things, you know, like in these spaces, like we normally have a bit of a 
of being a bit silly and it's, it's uh, I'm not really sure how to approach this because I feel a little bit blocked. Talk um, around it in a professional manner. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, in, there's, there's humans are generally just, you know, we're, we're motivated by certain things in life. You know, maybe, maybe you got into crypto for ideological reasons, maybe you got into crypto f- to make some money. Um, but then there's this power plays, this leverage, it's like any other industry. And what you'll find is that the people with the power, the people with the leverage are going to use it and they're going to, um, they're going to make you think this is normal and this is what, how this thing should be. Um, they're going to exert that power and that authority over you as a, as a founder or a developer in Cosmos and maybe, um, maybe force you to do something that you didn't want to do. Or maybe you thought you did, but in hindsight, you can see now that this is clear sort of abuse of power. So, um, the, the, the mind has a way of telling the body what it thinks it wants. Even if that feeling of incentive is greed. Exactly. So it's a fast paced world. There's a lot of competition. There's a lot of noise. You know, you have to, you have to make your project heard and there's certain people who can make your project big. They can make you a star. And you you have, and you have employees. Yeah. You've got, you've got mouths to feed. And you have VCs and. I think me and ears who have been involved in major crypto projects present and past know what it's like to have an angry VC in your ear messaging every day. What about this? What about that? What about this? Yeah. You want pivot. them to get out of the way. Right. Like it's right. so annoying. So what do you do? You're offered this, you know, it's basically like a payday loan in many ways. You're offered like a get rich quick. Yeah. Sort of you're, offered an opportunity. you're offered your problems to go away. You're offered a life of less stress. Everyone's Wait, struggling. Up and is that why Wabi's going to the UK right now? Is it part of this scheme? No, he's doing a strongman training camp. Oh. Yeah, and he's going to have sex with Kate. But this is, this is a different thing. This is serious. Um, so you can probably see, everyone's probably seen by now the pin message. Um, the OsmoCon situation is pretty, pretty disgusting, really. Um, I think it's something we should be talking about. It's something that we need to get out in the open. And, and the only way that that can happen is for the people who perpetrated it and know about it to come forward, you know, um, be accountable. Yeah. I, I'm sort of, um, like, you know what I'm like, I'm pretty moralistic in that sense, as in I lived as a Buddhist and I believe in those principles m- more than anything. I believe that every every word, every thought, every action has a massive consequence on next lives. I think it's it's like this river that carries on and in any given moment you have a choice to accumulate negative karma or positive karma. Um, so I've considered like, should I name these two people? who did, um, well, what we know they did. And then I thought, "Mm, probably not, because as Tupac... Who would you you benefit by naming these folks? 
isn't that ultimately would... isn't that ultimately where the uh, the karma gets decided? Like, is it a positive or a negative if you do this, and for who? Right. I think it's. I think in this case it's negative because I think the people involved should take responsibility, and I also feel like there's some deep wisdom to this idea of never snitching. I know it's like prolific in gangster culture and prison culture and stuff. Like, you know, a snitch is the worst person in the world and stuff. But um, there's also the saying that no good deed goes unpunished, right? And I think if I was to come out with this, this would be relatively bearish for the holder base and relatively negative for the founders who didn't admit it first. Because mm-hmm. I, both, I both diminish their bravery and their honesty by telling it first, and I also disappoint the holder bases by having front-run the truth for my own benefit. Maybe yeah. it would grow my account another 10,000 followers or something. But it's negative for the holder base, and I think that's the highest morality. It's, it's ultimately the token price of Osmo and Juno. Right, exactly. Um it gives them an opportunity to sort of, you know, deliver the message in their own time. It lets the the victims also, you know, decide if this is what they want to happen to for it to come out and to be public. Uh, but yeah, overall, I mean, I think the pictures say everything that they need to say. And um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm not sure what else to say at this point until we have some sort of signal from the victims or their lawyers. I just want or, closure. You know, like yeah. this, we've been, this has been going on and on. And I feel like mm, someone needs to do something. Someone does need to do something. Um, and it's the perpetrators need to say something or the victims need to go ahead and uh, make their case, you know, take this to the legal system where it should be the Parisian um, police, I think have been involved. So, Let's see. Let's see how this all plays out. Do you not think taking such a sensitive topic to the police might actually put some victims at the risk of like shaming and, you know, mistreatment from authorities? Yeah, it's possible. It's possible. I mean, I don't think we'll get very far with the Parisian police anyway, um, because much like the waiters in Paris, they sort of shrug and don't pretend they I, I don't understand. Think I, I don't think it's a police thing. It's more the question of two people doing something in a power dynamic where they involved sexual behavior behind the back of holders to forge a deal that is positive for both of them and negative for holders in a way that was never voted on, never entered decentralized governance, was never a subject of discussion, and was never disclosed publicly. And I think that is, I think that's a net negative for our industry if we want to maintain our integrity. And I think that things like that, as in the factors that form deals when they're so selfishly made, should be coming out. Do you feel like this is a sort of mark on the forehead of, you know, the young child of the possibility of decentralized governance in general? You know, do you think what happened in this bathroom might forever taint the future of decentralized governance? 
or do you think it can recover? I think it's a really important stage. As in, I think if people find out about who was involved in this in one year's time, then it would be terrible. Because at that point, the truth would have been hidden for over a year behind the back of the holder bases, behind the back of the investors. Um, and that's a clear lie. That's, at that point, you have no excuse to have been silent for so long. Right? You have no excuse at all. Um, so I think if, but I also think if a mistake is made, and we all make mistakes, right? We all, we've all stumbled. We've all fallen off our bikes when we're learning to ride a bike. We've all screwed up at various times in our lives. We've all, you know, been in bad relationships that taught us something. Um, I remember when I was with a woman who used to, to put me in headlocks and beat me up. And then after that, I learned to spot the signs that the woman was likely to be abusive, like, you know, great muscular bulk and an aggressive mindset and BD eyes that made her look a little like snakes. Um, and after that, I never, I never dated a muscular woman again, and I probably wouldn't ever, unless she proved her benevolence somehow to me, which is possible. You know, maybe if she used her muscles in a in overt way to save children from burning apartment blocks or something, then I would reconsider it. But I think the point here is that lessons we learn in the past are very important. They make us wise. Mistakes are wisdom fuel. But you have to be honest and you have to be open and you have to say, I fucked up. And I think if the two founders of these protocols can say they fucked up and they chose greed and be open about it, then I don't think anyone would call for their beheadings. I think, if anything, they would say, all right, we're all human and you fucked up and you chose greed and lust and you chose pleasure over us, but you realized it and then you did what was right. Fundamentally, like, what is an Osmocon? Like, what what was supposed to be done there, and what was done instead? Yeah. So, uh, in the cryptocurrency world, projects like to have these things called conferences, where they they basically get together and they all agree on certain things presented from a stage, um, and then they have beers and they do something called speed dating, where you share Telegram. Um, uh, connections with each other now what that also happened at this conference i mean there was a few things which were a little bit off like even if you didn't know about the specific incident there's a few things that were a bit strange uh one there was this sort of um this playful sort of boxing event so they it was an excuse for everybody to strip down to their shorts and wear dressing gowns and then get sweaty together and sort of hit each other with pillows which is the first big red flag you know, if you go to a professional event, like a, it's like a trust building experience. Yeah, yeah, it's like you know, novelty boxing. Like, you know, haha. Like, oh, we have like some sort of Twitter beef, but now we're hitting each other with pillows and big, big gloves. So, um, that was the first big red flag uh, to me, at least. Um, the second big red flag was it was for this project called Osmosis, which is which we all know, no, nobody has used or anybody. Uh, is aware of so 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 basically yeah this, this is like there's a bunch of big red flags which are quite noticeable um but i think nobody nobody's quite understood the um 
the significance of what happened behind closed doors. Uh, I don't think Osmosis knew about what happened, but the main issue is that once some of their team did find out, they didn't denounce it. Um, that's that's probably the biggest problem in all of this. So for me, um, a major problem is that if you arrange the conference and if you're participating in the organization of the event, and by the way, at this event, there were cameras everywhere, high production, film crews everywhere because they were filming the boxing. It was a big marketing stunt thing. Um, so not only was this thing witnessed by many people who walked into the bathroom, but also it was known about because, you know, when, when two men who are, by the way, um, on camera disappearing into the bathroom together or in that region of, of the side of the video filming, if two men disappear into the bathroom for half an hour together, then happen to emerge together, it's pretty obvious one went down. Um, but yeah, I, I don't blame anyone who doesn't know about it. And I don't blame anyone who has been lied to by these individuals. But I definitely blame people who know about it and keep silent anyway. And I definitely blame the people involved. Um, I think I think it's a horrible thing that happened. And although I'm sort of religious and biased, and that does have a weight to it, because I don't agree fundamentally with that even happening if it wasn't for money, I think even then, without my my layer of like religiosity i think you're, you're saying there's certain lines you wouldn't cross well i and think those when, lines... when, any, when anyone looks at an issue like this they have you can dissect problems you have with it right and there's one of the one of the levels is the moral level of your like your religious beliefs or your personal beliefs and what you believe the commandments or the principles or the precepts of your particular religion are and then beyond that you have things like moral integrity to holders especially when you're dealing with the budgeting of a decentralized blockchain, a so-called decentralized blockchain, and influence and partnerships and governance of that and transparency to holders, because essentially it's like a, a company that made sneaky deals behind the back of its creditors, right? So there are these things. There's like a, a religious aspect and there's an integrity aspect and there's a, there's a financial duty aspect. Um, so we need to be careful to break these up. And I'm, I'm aware that I'm sort of to the right on the moral one, but I think even if you, if you erase that, it's still, it, it still is disgusting. It is disgusting. And I don't think that this is a good precedent, especially in the early days of the Cosmos SDK. I think we need to make sure that the chains that we rise up and, and market and publicize and that go viral and, um, have a chance of onboarding really good teams, have a great reputation. And I think if something horrible happens and it turns out that pretty much every Cosmos founder was there, that could sink all the ships at once. When um, I know there's more to say about Osmocon restroom, um, but I was just thinking about if any of you had any inspirational words of wisdom, you know, it could be like a short, oh, Sefi just left actually. So never mind. I, I wanted words of wisdom from him, but I think. Well, he... I from uh, words of wisdom, Zara, as a matter of fact, it uh, pertains to your uh, inclination right. towards natural things. And um, 
I don't know if it was uh, the fact that I myself uh, am an appreciator of uh, natural things uh, that prompted you to block me, uh, but um, whatever I did, um, I hope it wasn't anything that arose to the level of offense that uh, we're discussing here at the uh, bathroom stall. I can't really remember blocking you, but it's probably because every time you're in a space, you're like really loud. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. And you're like, you're close up to the mic, and it's like, yeah. it's just super loud. So I probably just blocked you because of that. Um, yeah, sorry. We can go and talk about Osbrookon restroom. Just Ooh. do it. Mm, thank you. Yeah, I have to say, Citizens Dawn, there's some sort of like a grinding, sort of like a, someone's using a power tool behind you when you're, you're talking. Um, so, yeah, I think um, I'm not sure what else there is to say at this stage. Oh, here's another know. question. Here's another question. Oh, go ahead. Knowing this happened, would you, as a female Zara, feel safe going to a future Osmocon? Um, it would depend on how many muscles I had. Um, if I had sort of, if I was a stronger woman, then let's say. 20%, the bottom 20% of the male population, then I would feel safe. Otherwise, I don't think I would take the risk because I just don't think the pros would outweigh the cons. Um, and that might be cold of me, that might be cruel, that might be a bit analytical, a bit um, logical, robotic, soulless. But if that makes me cruel, then so be it because I can't risk, you know, what happened in that restroom happening to me. Because I don't know what it was, but I know that it was bad. And the thought of it makes me feel unwell and sad. And I wouldn't wish it on any of you either. Not even Citizen's Dawn. Not Big Tedge. Not Aris. Not Darkness. I wouldn't wish it on any of you. Because I love you all and I want the best for you. So I don't think anyone should here should go to an Osmocon restroom ever again. Yeah, we can only hope that it doesn't happen again uh, in future conventions and um the same people it's the kind of thing that you can see happening more than once so yeah we just hope um we hope that's the end of it we hope that this there's going to be some kind of closure some kind of public acknowledgement you know let the teams let's be grown-ups let's just be grown-ups about it let's not get silly hmm. um throwing slinging, slinging mud i think we just need to have an adult conversation about this very serious topic uh, go, go ahead you're a uh, it's just incredibly short-sighted. Uh, if they hope to build Cosmos to be a hundred times it is now, you can't continue these practices. You you need like a hundred bathrooms for the next Osmocon. So you really need to, you know, take all aspects into account. And there's a lot of ways to slice this, but you know, you have to have scalable solutions if you want to be integral in this sphere. Yeah, there's definitely some some nuggets, um, some nuggets of truth there. Uh, okay, great. So I think unless I coach, sick. yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I'm I feel very uncomfortable uh, at the moment. To be honest, it's a recorded space as well, and um, there's probably only so much that we can really talk about. I don't want to say who is involved. Um, I don't want to name which blockchains they're, they're involved with, really. I think that's not my place. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's all I have to say. 
on the subject uh, at the moment. I feel very nervous talking about it. We could try and talk about the way that you feel and the nervousness in your body and we could try and sort of work it out, if you know what I'm saying, like with the space. We could do various like methods of sort of ringing you out, like that Chinese burn that Wabi was talking about and kept describing, that we could just wring out your head and all the liquid and stress uh, just oozes out. Okay, I see. Uh, oh, let's take this to DMs. Well, I can't squeeze your head because it. Whatever. You're the one with a clay head, not me. Everyone can have a clay head if they want to have a clay head. And the fact that you think that you don't is just a testament to all of your limiting beliefs. Maybe that's why you're unhappy and nervous because you've just got a big, hard head. And it's so hard that you'll never let anything new in. And that's why you're going to have dementia. Little platelets. Little, little platelets in my head. Is that what they're called? The things that sort of get stuck in your brain and give you dementia. I can't remember now. Nice. Good. I'm going to go to bed now. All right. All right. Me too. It's always difficult with these things. Um... Because it's like you want to address the thing and you want it to be um, a thing that helps push the overall agenda of truth and virtue and nobility. At the same time, every time you mention it, you're brought back to imagery and the disgust of knowing what happened. And um, I don't know, I'm just fucking sick of talking about this stuff. People are asking me now like, what happened and stuff. And it's almost like I regret even mentioning it because... I am now somehow responsible for retelling the same thing again and again and again. I had nothing to fucking do with it. I wasn't in the, like, I wasn't involved directly in it. I'm just the first guy who chose to tell the truth. So I don't know. It's, it's like a mix, mixed feelings now. Things seem to reverse. You know, you think you're doing something moral and then the more you speak about it, the more it sort of ends up burdening you. And that's a really terrible thing. And people should respect that. And people should say like, yeah, good on you for, for telling the truth and bringing this to attention and saying like something should be done at the same time. Don't like drag me down into the void that they created. They did it. They made the choices. It's their life, their karma, you know, just like fuck off and, um, and don't pester me about it. I've, I've done my part. I'm drawing a, la- a line in the sand now. I'm saying like, here's what I've said. I think it's wrong. I think, they should be open about it and address it directly and speak about it. But from this point forth, I'm not going to speak more. That's, that's my boundary. I think the, the cosmos as a whole is much more likely to thrive if this comes out and is addressed openly and directly. And I think if it doesn't, then it's much more likely to die. Because if you have a central lie at the heart of any business or ecosystem, then in the end, it's like a, a virus that is a, a terminal disease, right? I think we can all agree to that. So yeah, I'm, you know, I've, I've done my bit, but I'm, I'm a little bit sick of it. And every time I have the, the thoughts, then I, I just feel kind of queasy. I don't know, I feel like fucking vomiting. Well, it's interesting um, because I was thinking maybe when we were discussing cyber warfare earlier, uh, that it's possible that... Uh, you know, it'd be similar to uh, kind of like cyber false flags um, that uh, really 
engender uh, this kind of uh, blame game and, um, you know, kind of detracts from the fundamental uh, distasteful actions. Um, that's what I was thinking, but... Uh, I hope you're not suggesting this was a false flag or a fake in some way. Not at people all, did, not at all. People did see it. Yeah. I'm suggesting it's a false flag and that now Coach Bruce is being subjected to, uh, a, you know, possibly abuse for just speaking openly about uh, something that... No, was, I wouldn't call it abuse. I'd call it um, one of the burdens of operating a social media account that people have the same inquiry and they don't have the theory of mind to realize that everyone else has exactly the same inquiry and you have to deal with all of it all at once um, in one-to-one fashion. So yeah, I, I don't know. It's not, it's like a, a disease of the system or a consequence of the system rather than something that is um, a malicious intent, but it still feels malicious to me because um doing the right thing isn't just about kindness to others. It's also about kindness to myself. And if I put myself in a psychological prison where I have to relive something disgusting again and again, that's not kind to myself. And that is part of the, the moral equation. That was very well uh, put. Zara, what do you think about that? Yeah, that's so true. I would agree. And I think it, I think it means a lot um, that we can talk about these things in such an open and vibrant space. Um, just sharing thoughts, sharing feelings, sharing love. And, you know, really, when you think about it, that is what life is all about. It's just all about sharing, caring, connecting, respecting. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, so that's why I'm going to go to sleep and I'm just going to feel pretty good because of this beautiful space. So thank you all. And I hope you sleep well. Have a beautiful day tomorrow, every day. Thanks, everyone. I'm also going to truth seekers. Truth seekers. Yes. It's 2 a.m. here, so yes, too late. I'm only going to get two hours sleep now. You're in Istanbul getting a hair transplant. I'm in Turkey getting a hair transplant followed up by finasteride. Yep. All right. Thanks, everyone. Goodbye. Good night. Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of trash is under the dirt We rape and plunder the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and plate Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Motherfuckers walking around here looking faceless Trying to make a living selling friendship bracelets Dead ends dragging out the max amount of payments Red down days Got them acting all bankless Yo fam, what? Check these token knocks They probing this bear Flexing broken knives I had to lay my soul down I'm just roasting knives And then to end a long day Eleven bowls of chronic Never known the politic I was born to frolic It's been my policy To pollinate all over the plot We got a lot of apologists Jumping in at the top We like to measure their velocity Before they hit rock bottom Over impossible loss It's all moss And I'm liking the odds Fondue in the morning Forming mycological bonds Flick the cap, yo the world is highly involved Flip a coin, diary falls Motherfuckers screaming out loud Looking for mercy Before they find themselves Working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the fur
herbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt We rape and plunder the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Trying to figure out the max amount of dinner lace Stacked in non-toxic just to get a better place Smacking on the hostage like the shit is played for keeps Clowns white knight and all these Maybelines They call it implausible when model after model keeps on Ripping off the coat and going full throttle beats Tearing apart your community All these low hanging fruits bearing zero liquidity Got a planet in reach coming standard to each I'm on the back ten stargazing after the siege Commanding all the management to grab a few seats And then we'll round up the beasts and send a messenger east Y'all better sign a release when I'm bumping these beats Hands up if I got motherfuckers drumming the streets Yo, we got a few dubs, we got a couple defeats And if you're coming for the king, you better have some of each Motherfuckers fuckers screaming out loud looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the verbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt We rape and plunder the earth Say and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Tempest Spaces <laughs>